It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, the San Francisco 49ers regret trading Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. We talk about that and so much more coming up next here on this Monday edition of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday. That means you have me, Kevin Ostriker, the host of Locked On Ravens, one of the many NFL experts here on our network. We're free and available, all podcasting platforms, including over in video form on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked On NFL is brought to you by Game Time. Down the Game Time app, create an account and use code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're here for you every single weekday here on Locked On NFL. Five days week, bringing you up to date NFL news and NFL content. And here we're going to be talking about the biggest stories that happened over the course of the last week and obviously over the weekend. I was actually on the Friday Locked On NFL show with your boy Q of Locked On Raiders. We talked about what some of these teams should do with their disgruntled stars, Trey Lance, Josh Jacobs, a couple of those. And over the weekend, we got some Trey Lance and Josh Jacobs news. So we'll be talking with Eric Crocker of Locked On 49ers in the first part of the show about if the 49ers could regret trading Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys. That was a big move. Then we'll flip over and talk about the Cowboys perspective with Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys. And then in the final part of the show, Q will be coming back on from, of course, Locked On Raiders, talking about Josh Jacobs as he signed a one-year deal with Las Vegas. So without any further ado, let's first dive in to our conversation with Eric Crocker of Locked On 49ers. Well, San Francisco 49ers made a big move over the weekend, trading Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys, moving on from the third overall pick just a couple years ago. Here to talk about that, and if San Francisco could regret that move, is Eric Crocker, one of the hosts of Locked On 49ers. And Eric, felt like the 49ers might have been wanting to move in a different direction here. Obviously, Brock Purdy came on last season. They signed Sam Donald this offseason, who I think is more of a high floor player than Trey Lance is. But we all know the talent, the raw talent, at least, that Trey Lance has being the third overall pick. But a weird tenure there in San Fran. Eight games in two years. Unlucky injuries and things just not going the way that I'm sure 49ers fans and the organization expected. They gave up a heck of a lot to go get them in that draft, and now they move on for a fourth-round pick. How did this all kind of come together and what led to the 49ers deciding to move on here? You know, I think ultimately there's two things that stick out right away that made this decision something that they just had to do. One, the continuous injuries of Trey Lance. 2021 as a rookie, he broke his finger during the last preseason game that year. And then when he did play against the Arizona Cardinals, they potentially thought of sticking with him for the rest of the year, but he had a, a banged up knee which I think he recovered fine from that, but there was still kind of the finger issue that was lingering a little bit. How much could you count on that, right? And he did do well coming into that, uh, 
week 17, I believe, and actually winning a must-win game for the 49ers, completing 70% of his passes, throwing multiple touchdowns, actually running in a touchdown as well, but it got called back. All right, but I think ultimately between that and then the injury that happened, snapping his ankle week two early in the game against the Seahawks, led to them saying, okay, we've got to figure something out. Obviously, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo took over, and then eventually, one day, Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Mr. Irrelevant, took over, and he did not lose a game that he finished. And when somebody steps in and plays that well, regardless of what you invest in someone else, that guy is going to have the leg up in any competition that may, it may or may not happen. And I think for them, they liked what they saw so much from him and felt like that was kind of just going to be him, a guy who they can count on, a guy that you don't have to uh, put as much time into development as you would with someone like Trey Lance, who just doesn't have nearly the experience or reps that Brad Curry has. And I think they felt comfortable with that. I think the teammates, the players felt comfortable with that as well. And they made the decision to say, hey, we're going to stick with this guy for the long haul. So a lot of it was the injuries to Trey Lance. That's unfortunate. And then a wild twist with how well the last pick in the draft played. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of conversation just about what, Trey Lance's career could be in the NFL. What can he be as an NFL player? He goes to Dallas, will be backing up Dak Prescott. What do you think Trey Lance can be, Eric, as an NFL player? Because I think there are a lot of conversations because we haven't really seen a lot of them over these two seasons. No, you know, if I'm looking at this objectively, we don't know, right? And I think that's the issue with the 49ers, and I think that's the issue with the fans. And the way that he's covered, I think that's that's the issue with that. You know, a lot of times after this amount of time, right, we're talking about two full seasons where obviously he didn't play much of it, but you have two full seasons of, of this guy being in the NFL. You typically just know more of what a guy is at this point. And with him, I think because people don't know, they come up with whatever they feel like coming up. More times than not, it seems like he's being labeled a bust. And I don't know any player that has been labeled a bust after not even finishing four starts, you know? So that's unfortunate from Trey Lance's standpoint. What he can be, I'm not sure, but I do know these things, right? For all the reasons why they drafted him. The guy possesses a ton of talent. Uh, You know, he has a lot of ability. He has showcased all of his ability at the NFL level. To me, the biggest issue was lack of live reps. And I don't know if he's going to get that with the Dallas Cowboys, because like you said, backing up Dak Prescott, uh, you know, and hopefully nothing happens to Dak Prescott. I like him as a quarterback. I don't care for the Cowboys too much. But, you know, if he's not healthy, then that that would allow them to play either Cooper Rush because, you know, we kind of just inserted Trey Lance into that backup role. I don't know what they're going to do, but Cooper Rush did fill in well for Dak Prescott last year when Prescott went down. But between Cooper Rush and Trey Lance, if they do end up going with Lance, that's going to allow him to have the – gain the experience that I think is necessary for him to take that next step. So he's either going to improve because he does have the work ethic because he is very smart and he just now finally gets the reps that he didn't get to get at North Dakota State, being a team that uh, relies more on the run and then on top of that did not play the following season because of COVID and then as a rookie had to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and then snapped his ankle. So we're talking talking about a guy who just – not like just has not gotten the necessary reps. If he can get those, one, you will start to find out about more of who he is as a football player. But I think as a person, it gives me the confidence to say, you know what? Don't count this guy out just yet. I, I've seen him play, and it feels like to me, with the more he throws, the more he starts to see things, 
you start to see a little bit more consistency every time. You kind of got to filter through some of the ugly, which kind of led to him being the third-string quarterback and things like that. I know we'll discuss that. But overall, very, very talented quarterback that I definitely wouldn't count out being able to maybe not live up to, like, the number three overall pick, but be a legit starter at the NFL level. Yeah, to me, I'm with you. He's a guy you should not count out. We've only seen him for two years, and you mentioned he has barely played in those two seasons. So there's yeah. still a lot of unknown with him. But part and of not for reasons why people think. You know, people exactly. think, oh, he's not playing because he's a bust. And it's like, uh, no, he's not playing because Jimmy Garoppolo was a quarterback that led the 49ers to a Super Bowl. And the year that he, Trey Lance was drafted, Jimmy Garoppolo led that team to the conference championship game. And then the following year, he snapped his ankle. And then Mr. Irrelevant came in and played exceptionally well. So, like, that's more so the reason why the 49ers are moving on from him, even with, you know, the high draft capital and things like that. It's like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Bench Brock Purdy, who for a stretch of the season showed you exactly what you wanted in your quarterback. So, uh, you know, again, people will label him a bust, Trey Lance, but I think he's far from that, at least yet. You know, time will tell, though. Yeah, you got to, I think, give it a couple more seasons and you got to get him on the field to play to have that assessment. But it's been a unique journey, I'd say, for Lance yeah. so far. Something we really haven't seen before. But part of the equation, I think, is also the fact that trading the third overall pick two years ago, regardless of how unique his journey has been for a fourth rounder there. The trade conversation has been, well, trade land still has a lot of potential. The 49ers, you know, they haven't seen him on the field as much as they would have liked, but there might, is there going to be a sense of regret here? If Trey Lance goes out and performs again, we don't know. We've talked about it. We don't know what he's going to be. He could be great. He could be not so great, but do you think Eric, there's a chance that the 49ers could regret making this move if things don't pan out? No, you know, I think regardless of what Trey Lance does for another team, whether he doesn't pan out or whether he plays very well, I think they're very confident with who Brock Purdy is, uh, with what they saw last year and what they've seen continuously from, you know, this offseason with how he, you know, kind of prepared to come back from a, uh, you know, a torn up elbow and really not kind of missing stride. You know, he looks good, you know, put the ball in harm's way a little bit throughout training camp. But, you know, when the season uh, when the preseason games started to happen, you know, you haven't seen any turnover. You've seen, uh, what, three drives where he had three potential touchdowns, uh, two of which they got stopped with it inside the five. One was because of a fumble at the goal line to a running back. And then the other one, he ran in for a touchdown. So uh, Brock, for the most part, I think has looked sharp within what he does very well. And I think as long as he continues doing that, there, there shouldn't be any regret on their part because he should be a good starting quarterback and a guy that really fits what Kyle Shanahan does very well. Now, one more thing I have to ask you is how do you feel about the Dallas fit and how do you feel about the compensation San Francisco got back for? You know, I think, uh, you know, I was expecting Trey Lance to, you know, or the 49ers to get like a you know, six round pick or can, something that could turn into a fifth because of just, again, for everything that we stated, lack of playing time, lack of reps, not knowing what he is, you know, you're saying, Oh, he's my third string quarterback. But I think to be able to get a fourth, that says two things. One, the Cowboys really like him, and we'll see what happens there, you know, especially for, like, the long haul. He gets to kind of sit behind Dak and learn how to, one, deal with criticism because he's had a lot of that, and Dak is definitely familiar with that as well. But two, you know, I think for the 49ers that that was like, all right, you know, we're able to kind of just move on from this situation and not have to talk about a guy who has deemed a third-string quarterback for them, who he's kind of been the talk of. A, a lot of conversations surrounding the 49ers. So yeah, they get to move on from that. And I, I don't know you, uh, if you'll hear too much about backup quarterback talk with the team now.
Massive shout out to Eric for providing that 49ers content and giving some good insight into Brock Purdy and the whole Trey Lance situation over there. And for more on Eric's work, of course, be sure to check him out over at the Locked On 49ers podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in the second part of the show on Locked On NFL, we'll be getting the Cowboys perspective on the Trey Lance deal with Landon McCool of Lockdown Cowboys. Stay tuned for that. We have plenty to get to on Locked On NFL. But first, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, and I'm I'm a big fantasy guy. I love fantasy football, and since August is here, you know what that means is the official start of fantasy football drafting month. So get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. There's no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week, and best ball is a super interesting, unique twist on fantasy, and Underdog is really good at doing it. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. Largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner actually drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKEDON. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back. Our second segment of Locked On NFL here on Monday. Kevin Allstrike is still here with you. Preseason officially over. We're now going to get two roster cutdowns tomorrow on Tuesday. But with the Trey Lance news, obviously, I think taking over most of the weekend, we'll get the Cowboys perspective on that as promised with Landon McCool of Lockdown Cowboys. Let's get into it right now. The Dallas Cowboys, they make somewhat of a splash move acquiring Trey Lance from the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a fourth rounder. Here to talk about that with me is Landon McCool, one of the hosts of Locked On Cowboys. And Landon, I don't know if this was expected, unexpected. The Cowboys already have a bunch of quarterbacks on their roster, but they add Trey Lance for that fourth round pick. I want to start by asking you, with Cooper Rush, with Will Greer there in Dallas, why were the Cowboys in the market for another backup? Well, you know, I think they like both of those guys in Cooper Rush and Will Greer. And, and, and I think that there's, you know, and I think the, the game the other night showed you why Will Greer was someone that they, they valued pretty well. But I, I think Cooper Rush is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, older than Dak. And if not, he's also at least turning 30 this year. Uh, and Will Greer himself is, is 28 years old. They didn't really have a developmental quarterback uh, on this team. They, they tried to draft one. They thought about drafting one. Uh, uh, in the draft last year, it just didn't fall right for them. They had some other needs, uh, and and when this opportunity came up, uh, you know, a, a guy that they had a very high second round grade on uh, coming out of the draft, who ended up, you know, obviously being a top five pick, uh, they they felt like they had to pull the trigger because the value was just too good. Uh, and and again, it was a guy that they liked, who's also in a West Coast system already, so maybe there's an easier transition, and they feel like they can get him in here, maybe stash him for a little while. Uh, kind of, you know, treat him like a rookie because he's still only 23 years old and, and and maybe they develop him and maybe, you know, he's the quarterback uh, that that's that's pushing Dak after his next contract or he's a very valuable trade piece that you can go and get, uh, you know, a, a good return on investment uh, for some other team. And you mentioned the developmental piece of this whole thing. Obviously, Landon Dallas has super high expectations this year. 
And for a team that if Dak goes down, hopefully that does not happen for them. But if Dak does go down, it then raises the question of would Trey Lance be ready to lead Dallas to where they want to go? He has only played eight games in two seasons after being a top five pick. So what do you think Trey Lance brings to Dallas both in the short term and the long term? And would it be Cooper Rush or Trey Lance getting that first opportunity as the backup? I think it would definitely be Cooper Rush that would get the, the, the first shot of the backup. You know, look, I think you get Trey Lance in there. You see what you've got in him. But I would say, at, you know, as it stands right now, what I've seen of Trey Lance is this is likely to be a redshirt year for him or at the very least a year where he's going to be on the practice squad, maybe giving giving you good looks for stuff in, in practice, but really just taking the time to kind of rebuild the mechanics. You know, he's still coming off a really gruesome ankle injury, a very similar to one that Dak had a couple uh, a year a year and a half ago. So uh, I, I think that you know, just giving him some time to actually heal and not feel the pressure of like trying to heal while competing for your job, and just giving him a chance to kind of take a step back, re-examine some of the fundamental aspects of his game i think it would be really great for his career and again you know with the cowboys it's it's a huge upside with very little downside uh so maybe you hit a lottery ticket and you've got a franchise quarterback this is what something that jerry likes to do jerry likes to take lottery tickets on, on quarterbacks and look romo dak the, you know he's been able to get franchise quarterbacks with a, a fourth rounder or less uh, multiple times. So the, the idea of him getting another uh, franchise quarterback for a fourth round pick and, and maybe a little bit of time invested, I think is very appealing. Yeah. And you mentioned the whole Dak situation. Dak was asked about the acquisition of Trey Lance in an interview and the tone was a, a little, not completely happy, but he seemed like he wasn't surprised by anything. What, what was the tone you sensed from Dak in that moment in his answers? I, you know, I think that I, I agree that the tone was chilly, but I think that what that was more about, trying to keep the focus on Will Greer because they if the tone was happening after the game. Dak had just finished calling the game for his buddy that had been in the QB room for him for the last three years. And I, I just think that he didn't want to get into a whole conversation about what Trey Lance and his, whatever excitement he may have for Trey Lance. I think it was more about him wanting to be pro Will Greer than him being chilly towards Trey Lance more than anything. That, that makes sense, especially because what an incredible performance for Will yeah. Greer had in that final game. But the compensation landed in a fourth rounder given up by the Cowboys. Again, it's a lottery ticket. It's not like you're giving up a first or a second rounder. Trey Lance obviously was a top five pick for a reason a couple of years ago. This has not yeah. been able to stay on the field. How'd you like the compensation for essentially what you, you think is going to be the third quarterback for this team? I think it was appropriate. I mean, I think the Cowboys, it's right on the border of what you would feel comfortable trading for this kind of situation, right? Uh, I, I think the Cowboys were willing to uh, take a, a, a third round pick and, and, and pull the trigger on a third round pick quarterback last year. It just didn't work out at a certain point. Uh, the, the right quarterback wasn't there. Uh, and, and I think that you know this 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 shows you that 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 was that that clearly was on their mind and that they're they're looking to invest here. So uh, I, I think you know the compensation makes sense, especially since it sounds like there were other teams in the market and there were other teams that were interested in this. I mean, look, uh, you know, it, other teams were offering a fifth, but even a fourth, considering what you're trading for, seems like a serious buy low situation. So. Uh, I, I think for the Cowboys, they, they knew that I think they felt like they could secure it by offering a fourth above the other teams offering a fifth. And and again, it still feels like a very extremely buy low situation, even for the Cowboys who, you know, didn't have a high top first top of the first round grade on them. They had a top of the second round grade. Even then, that's still a, a two round difference uh, in value for them. I, I think it still makes a ton of sense.
Yeah, I think it's very unique. There's even an opportunity to go out there and get, whether it is the top of the second round guy or a top five pick, regardless of where teams had him graded. It's a very unique situation, but in the Dallas quarterback room, obviously Dak is the guy. You mentioned Cooper is the second and then Trey Lance is the third. How confident are you in that room, especially Dak this year? Because he's he has to be the guy for them if they want to go for it. Oh, yeah, extremely confident. I mean, you know, I, I feel like Dak's going to have a really great year just based on everything that he's got around him this year and, and the way that the offense has really gelled, especially these last few weeks of training camp. Uh, you know, we know that we have a good defense. I mean, I think that's very clear. Uh, and to see them start to make a lot of headway in training camp, I think indicates exactly where this offense is going. And then, you know, Cooper Rush has given you as much as you can have confidence wise uh, in a backup quarterback i mean he's come in multiple times now won games and and even if you don't feel like he is you know a, a superstar or a guy that's that's uh, a, a developmental you know starter or someone that will eventually be a starter i think cooper rush is probably a career backup type i think at the very least the cowboys feel confident that they have a formula in their own offense that they can run with Cooper Rush and they can still win ball games if they need to. Uh, and I think that that makes everyone in the Cowboys organization and the Cowboys fandom feel very confident. Landon had some really nice points on why the Cowboys would make that move and obviously expectations for Dallas. So big shout out to Landon and for more Landon's work. Be sure to check him out over the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So stuff to get to here on Lockdown NFL. I'll be flipping the script. Talk with your boy Q of Lockdown Raiders about Josh Jacobs signing a deal with Las Vegas, so be sure to stay tuned. A lot to get to on Lockdown NFL. But first, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. And there are plenty of times when people get super stressed out to buy tickets, whether you, you have to find them last minute, you have to hunt down the best price if you're competing with other buyers too. It can be a lot. And buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. And the Game Time app is a super easy way to get these tickets. There are a lot of upcoming events in the area I'm in, obviously Baltimore with the Ravens, the week one game with the Texans coming up at M&T Bank Stadium. So if you want to go to that game or any other opening week NFL game, be sure to check it out over at Game Time. And there are a lot of things to like about the Game Time app experience, such as they have flash deals on last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area as well. Images of seat views that they have, where you can see where you're sitting and they have a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, gel block protection, and more. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. So get planning once in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. It has exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less. Game time will credit you with 110% of that difference is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set tickets are sent directly to your phone. So you never have to dig through your email. Snap the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're back here, our final segment of Locked On NFL. Kevin Allstriker still talking with you on this Monday. And of course, we're a daily NFL podcast. I appreciate you tuning in with us on Locked On NFL. Be sure to subscribe in video form, audio form. It's the same show, both audio and video. We went through the entire Trey Lance situation, getting the 49ers perspective, the Cowboys perspective. But let's move on from that and talk with your boy Q of Locked On Raiders about Josh Jacobs. It's been a saga all offseason. Josh Jacobs officially signs a one-year deal with the Raiders. It was a big day for Vegas. We'll get into that now with Q. Well, if this pairing here seems familiar, if you tune into our Friday Lockdown NFL episode, we talk Trey Lance and Josh Jacobs. Your boy Q of Lockdown Raiders is here with me to talk about Josh Jacobs. And Q, I think we predicted the future a little bit, talking Trey Lance and, and talking Josh Jacobs. Jacobs gets a one-year deal with the Raiders, up to $12 million, essentially replaces the franchise tag in this situation. For me, I think it's big for the Raiders to be able to get him back in the building. I think there was an expectation he will be back at some point, but... What does it mean to officially have Jacobs taking care of at least for this season? I think it's a big deal. I really do. And I think that you're right. I mean, it's big that they got him back into the building now, right? I mean, they could have waited till September, the first game of September 10th in Denver against the Broncos, where he always has a ton of success, first of all. And second of all, uh, you know, it's just it's it's the first game of the season. You want to set the tone for the team and for the year. And, you know, if he wasn't there and back in camp on time or back to practice on time, who knows if he would have been available. So to get him in before September 1st, to get him in actually before your final preseason game, you know, to come to terms with it like they did on Saturday, I think it's a really big deal. They have a handful of practices now where he can kind of get his football legs under him. He's going to be in great shape. I mean, he's not one of those guys that's going to just go into the offseason and slouch off and come in like a, a pumpkin or whatever. You know, I mean, he's going to be in good shape, but it's still something to be said about football shape. So I think it gives him enough time to get acclimated, get, uh, you know, get familiar with the new guys that are around. But, you know, it's the second year in the system, so it's not like he's got to get used to the new system. So I think it's right on time for the Raiders. I think it brings a big boost to not only the team, but uh, the locker room, you know, I know the coaching staff is fired up, but I think the locker room is even more excited to have that guy who is their leader on and off the field. He's a guy that's, you know, like the engine that makes everything go. When the Raiders were looking for an identity last year, Josh Jacobs said, I'll be that identity. And so uh, I think it's really good to get him back. And, you know, he has a new number this year, so he's number eight. So everyone has got that 28 jersey. Uh, it is expired now. He has that number <laughs> eight. They they showed a picture of him on Sunday checking out his new uniform and you could just see the excitement on his face so I think all is good uh, with Josh Jacobs and the Raiders at least for this year and now it's just time to get ready for Denver yeah I was gonna ask you about the number are you a fan of the single digit positional guys you know it's funny I'm a you know I'm a big uh, college football fan and I remember when I was covering Baylor when I was in Central Texas and Matt Rule he he brought in the single digits for like team captains and so I like that aspect of you know the team captains if they want to have a single digit, that's great. Now I know that anybody on the team could have single digits. Like the Raiders rookie Tyree Wilson has nine, which is weird as a defensive end, right? Having a uh, number nine. But, um, you know, when it comes to like a guy like Josh Jacobs, who, like I said, is definitely one of the team captains, I like it. The rest of it is kind of, it's very college football-like and it's going to take some getting used to, but that's what we do. And it's just another excuse for uh, Raider fans and all NFL fans to go out and get new jerseys uh, because their, their, their favorite players have uh, new numbers now. 
Yeah, for me, I think as long as long as Teddy Bridgewater is not wearing fifty, is that that right. that was just ridiculous to me. Right. I yeah. think if that if that's out of the and I think the Lions actually gave him a new number. It was yeah, crazy. they did. Yeah, he's, I think he's burger. seventeen now. Yeah, yeah. So, see, that's cool. a lot. a lot more tolerable for a quarterback. Than right. As long as long as that's not going, on. I'm 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 fine with this. It is. It's taking some time to get used to, but yeah, I'm it's okay kind of weird. It. Yeah, but <laughs> it's kind of weird. But whatever. I don't I don't know what to make of it. But it's fine. It's what it's yeah. what it is. But for the value of the Jacobs deal. You one year up to 12 million. Obviously, there are yeah. some incentives in there. Franchise tag is about 10 million, so right. a little bit more money for Josh Jacobs. Do you think it's good value for the Raiders and for Jacobs? I think so. I think it was very good value for uh, for Jacobs. If you look at what Saquon Barkley got, I mean, he got the franchise tag and like $900,000 sprinkled on top of that, basically an incentive. So at least Jacobs gets a little bit more money gets a little bit of signing bonus. You know, this, this deal actually replaces the franchise tag. So it's not like he signed the deal and then had something sprinkled on top. So really it's just, uh, you know, a, a one-year deal uh, up to $12 million. He wanted to have that multi-year deal. It just didn't work out that way, but I think it shows the, 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 the players in the locker room and Josh Jacobs, how much the team appreciates them. And, the unfortunate part of the business side of things when it comes to, you know, the national football league is sometimes it doesn't all work out like everybody wants it to, but I know he's happy to be back in the building. The team is definitely happy to have him back in the building. He gets a little bit extra money. So that satisfies him. They have the opportunity still to franchise them next year if they so choose to, uh, but they also have kind of the parameters since they were really close on a multi-year deal. They have the parameters of what a multi-year deal could look like. So maybe they, you know, just kind of hold on to that, that deal, look at it and say, okay, let's make these adjustments. And now we can get you two, maybe even three years. And so he's still a young dude. He's only 25. So it's not like he's a, a older cat. Right. And so, and he didn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body coming out of Alabama. He was part of a running back by committee, which is what made him really so much value, more valuable in my opinion. So I think that, you know, things will work out just fine. He, he definitely wants to be a Raider. He's excited to be a Raider. And I know the Raiders are excited to have him back. Yeah. We'll see what the dance is next off season for the Raiders and Jacobs, but at least he is back for this season and they were able to work things out. But I'm, I'm curious about what you feel like Jacobs can do this year Q to build off of his career year last season. Obviously there were some questions about, well, is he a guy that Raiders will even want to sign to a long-term extension? He had the breakout. Well, I think he was, he was already good, but he had the breakout breakout right. last year. So what can you do this year to build off of that? Well, I mean, it's not much you can do to build off of 1,600 and something yards, right? I mean, he yeah. led the league in in, care, in, in rushes, uh, rushing yards. I mean, he was, he was that guy. He had 12 touchdowns. He played in every single game. I think that it'll be uh, a little bit of a cutback. Like, I don't think he'll have 353 carries. I just don't see that happening. I think that him and Zamir White will kind of split the duties. But he's going to get the meaningful carries, the one that they really need. You know, he like I said, he's the identity of the team. He's the engine. He's what made it go uh, last year. And now with Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback, you know that that's something that he needs. He needs a strong run game. He needs to have strong weapons around him. He needs the defense to be better. Well, Jacobs provi provides a lot as far as the run game goes. And he even receives the ball out of the backfield, even though a lot of people kind of sleep on who Josh Jacobs as a receiver, he does a really good job and had 50 something catches last season. So a lot of people don't look at him as a guy who can catch the ball in the backfield. He absolutely can. So he just, he's just an all around guy and he's going to help Jimmy Garoppolo in a major way. I do believe come along in this Raiders offense and, and work with the new weapons that they have. So he's just a key cog to the offense and it's, it's good to see him back. I know it's been, it's been very stressful for Raiders fans to figure out if Josh Jacobs is going to be back with the Raiders this year. Well, he is, and Q provided great insight on that. So shout out to Q. And for more on Q's work, check him out over at the Locked On Raiders podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's all I have for you here today on Locked On NFL. Thank you so much for tuning in on this Monday edition. Coming out tomorrow, I'll be right back here with your Tuesday host. So be sure to stay tuned for that. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.